Each of us should be able to tell when bitterness is in our heart. It will come out our mouth and we hear what we're saying and we learn to pay attention. And that's when we can deal with the bitterness. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. Paul says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I have for decades had various forms of bitterness try to come to me. Sometimes I've had success because I recognized it. Sometimes I was meditating in the Word of God and I recognized it. And other times it came to me, the bitterness. And I lived with it for a time until God corrected me or someone brought a correction of some kind to me. It doesn't matter so long as you get free and learn about the bitterness. Someone can offend you, and all of a sudden you're eaten up with bitterness against them. I know a person that for years held on to bitterness, and this was against his mother-in-law. And he said that one day he walked out onto his back porch and was just like a wave came and washed that bitterness away, and he knew there was no reason for him to continue to hold on to this bitterness, and he let it go. And this was at the end of his life. So bitterness can continue in you far past the time that the person that you're bitter against has died. Don't let that happen. Let's learn to deal with bitterness. And this is what I'm going to talk to you about today is what God has shown me about the subject of bitterness whether it's bitterness in you and you are bitter or someone else is bitter and you hear it. Both can happen. Bitterness against another person or thing can come into our hearts as we watch television, especially television news. As we become puffed up against someone and we think, how silly, how foolish. We must be aware of the time that this happens and turn to God, hopefully immediately, in prayer, asking God to help us and to cleanse our heart. For that story that we object to can be like an evil seed going down into our hearts. And later, we will hear ourselves speaking the bitterness to other people, possibly defiling them. Here is an example. 
example, a few days ago, I was speaking to a church woman. And she began speaking about President Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. This woman began to tell me negative things, especially about Hunter Biden. I said to her concerning President Biden, I just always fear for him when I see him try to walk to the microphone. He reminds me of the old people at the Bridge Center, and they would go up to the kitchen to get food during the bridge session, and they'd fill their plate and start walking back to their table. That's when the action happens. There was one man that he looked like he was going to fall. He always looked like he was going to fall. He was 96 years old. And I never saw him fall, but he wobbled all the way back to the table with that plate of food. Now, sometimes he dropped the food on the floor and he'd pick it up and eat it. But we had a lot of old people at the bridge center. They are so old and so wobbly, and I was just always afraid they would fall. So I told her this. I said, that's what I'm concerned about. President Biden. As she began telling me about Hunter Biden, I shuddered, knowing it was evil talking, and I didn't want to hear it. She did continue the story. I didn't bring any correction to her at that time, but I did later. I really have no illusions concerning politicians. I know that they have to compromise and say things they really don't believe in order to please people to get that vote. And I know integrity vanishes from you when you do that. Just one little bite and you've lost some integrity and more will follow and you lose more integrity and more and more and more. And that is the way of life for a politician. Therefore, I have nothing to do with politics, for the most part. Once in a while, I'll check and see what they're doing. But I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. And it's so easy to see when they're either Democrats or Republicans because they're so bitter against the other one. Hatred is the root of politics. Concerning God, though, the Apostle Paul told us concerning the rulers, pray for them, that we may live in peace. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. So I know what we're supposed to do. Sometimes I do pray for them. The Apostle Paul said, Now do I persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Galatians 1.10 Well, the life of a politician is pleasing men and getting votes. So you know what they are. And often the children of humans are not godly people. 
so I'm not surprised when they do ungodly things. I know how much God has worked with me to be a servant of God and to speak what I hear from God and not try to please the people. You cannot speak things to please man, things that you don't believe. You cannot do it. It will eat you alive. My personal view is that every politician says things to get the vote of a human. This causes personal integrity to be compromised and to melt away, and I do not see them having personal integrity simply because the built-in mechanism of being a politician is to get votes, get elected. I do not vote. I'm not registered to either party. I consider myself to be a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth, as the saints of God did in Hebrews 11, 9, 10. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. As a Christian, I try to keep myself from evils of this world, and I know politics is very evil. Both sides, all the people involved in it. For I know they are compromised and it can't help but be evil. I don't participate in politics. Some people would say, you have to vote. No, you don't. Now, you might have had to vote in the days of Hitler. I'm not saying I wouldn't have voted then. I'm such a coward, basically. But you don't have to vote in the United States today. Other people try to shame you into voting. I'm telling you, I don't vote. And you can tell me all day long, it's my duty to vote. And I won't listen to you. Because that's not in the Bible. It's in the Bible to pray for the rulers. That I do some of the time. Politics is evil. Voting, all right, Second John, verse 8. Let's look at that a minute. Because this scripture should terrify you. Second John, verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, Receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. 
if you vote for him, you bid him Godspeed, you are sanctioning him. If he is an evil man, you end up partaking of his evil deeds by casting that vote. Verse 9 tells us the essence of that doctrine. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto your house and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed, for he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. So you cast your vote, and he goes out and commits adultery or fornication or whatever he's going to do. You're wishing him well. You're for him. You're defending him against all other people. He's wonderful. This is a worldly person. This isn't a person of God. I would wish Pam Patchett well, but I'm very careful about the person that I wish well. The other day I let it slip a little bit. Our neighbor came over to help us. He's a young man, I don't know, 20 years old. He came over to help us. And I liked him. He's going to be getting a job right now. He's living with his parents. And he has a girlfriend. I said, what kind of work do you want to do? And he, where's your interest? That's what you want to seek, is something where you have an interest. And he said, well, I'll probably join the service. His dad's retired army. And I said something about, well, I hope it works out for you. Then, after he left, I said, oh, God, what have I done? I don't know anything about this guy. He may be going off to have sex with his girlfriend after dinner. If so, I'll be a partaker of his evil deeds. Please forgive me for wishing him well. That's what this means. If there come any unto you and bring out this doctrine, receive him not unto your house, neither bid him God speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. And by voting for that person, you have chosen him above all people for that job and are wishing him well. And if he goes out and commits adultery or fornication, you become a part of his evil deeds. So pay attention to this scripture. We cannot wish them well unless they have demonstrated to us that they are of faith and follow God by faith. So leave politics alone. Don't be a part of it. It will destroy you. And secondly, don't wish anybody well unless you're sure that they are following God by the Spirit of God. Therefore, I wish very few people well. 
even in our church group, even in another church group. I'm very cautious about this. See first if they're really a believer, if they really have faith, if they really follow God. So I cautioned the churchwoman who spoke these things to me, and God confirmed to her that she must leave politics alone, for it was corrupting her own heart. She had hatred in her heart over those things that she had heard about these people. It was coming from TV or newspapers or something like that. She doesn't know Biden. She doesn't, hasn't ever met him and talked with him. It's coming from media. Each of us have allowed hatred into our hearts from time to time. And we must guard against doing that in order to continue being a Christian. We're going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ for every idle word we speak. And you're not going to be able to say to God, well, now, I didn't really say that. I was just repeating what I'd heard. You think you're going to get by with that at the judgment seat of Christ? So straighten up. Every idle word you speak, you'll have to give account of at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, we do not support the evil. We do not claim for the evil to be good, for the evil person. We just learn to avoid such things that cause hatred and bitterness in us and continue with God in pureness with an uncorrupted heart and mind. I have to avoid many things of this present life, and I abstain from many news stories on TV which I feel dangerous to me. Proverbs 4.23 Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. When I fear something evil has gone into my heart, I often pray, Psalm 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. For I know God can cleanse my heart, and I have no faith in myself. For several weeks at one point in my life, a few years ago, God had me to focus on doing the following scripture. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Is what I spoke just now leading you in a godly way, ministering grace to you, helping you avoid the evil? Many times 
throughout the day, I will judge myself. If I speak this, will it edify that person in things of God? Will it show them things of God? And many times I don't speak it. It's clever, it's comical, but it may pull that person down. Judge yourself. Judge what you speak. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying the body of Christ, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The devil will destroy us and others any way that we allow him to do so. You're going to have to learn to watch yourself, watch what you do. If something's harmful to you in a spiritual way, don't do it, for it will bear fruit. If you hear that story, it will bear fruit. If you see that television production, it can bear fruit in you. So continually pray, God, please cleanse my heart and create in me a right spirit, your spirit, that I do your will and can follow you. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.